What's going on, everybody? This is Kodis with the Yolk Christian Podcast. Today, I'm here with Jared. Jared, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. It's been a stressful week, but it's been a good week. Well, since it's been stressful, tell me one good thing that's happened. Give me a blessing. What, what's happened this week? Uh, a blessing is the stress itself. Um, okay. Yeah, the reason... Like well, I mean, here's, well, here's the thing about bad things in this life. Like, who are we to say that they're bad? Because obviously, God can use all bad for his good. So, like, even though okay. it's causing me stress, like, I can learn and grow from it at all. But at least I'll, I'll learn it by the end of the time management. Um, that's a, a good thing, I guess. But uh, I don't know. The, the reason it's stressful is just because I'm busy with work, and busy is good with work. So I like that. Yeah. It's pretty, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're finding blessings within the stress, you know? Thanks. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So we're going over Hebrews chapter three. So at first I, I had a little bit of trouble here mm-hmm. and I could be completely off, but I, I think, I think I got it, but we're about to see. Okay. So pretty much, it pretty much starts off by saying that Jesus is greater than Moses. And let me kind of read a little bit of it. So it says, uh, and so, brothers and sisters who belong in God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this, Jesus, whom we declare the God, we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who anointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. Mm-hmm. So th- this is the big part here. Number three is the big part. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. Mm. For every house has a builder, and the one who builds everything is God. So, mm-hmm. God is Jesus. That's one thing we need to know. Yep. So, Jesus is God, okay? So, and then God is the builder. So, the way I kind of thought about it is it is sort of like an onion, if you will, okay? Or the core part, that's where Moses would be in this, this little story, okay? okay? The outer layer is Jesus, but then it's technically God at the same time. So, at this, at this moment... Moses is the house and Jesus is the builder. That's pretty much what I, I got to there. Mm-hmm. And then later on now it says, Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was illustrated of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ as the son is in charge of God's entire house as we are God's house. Mm. So if we keep courage and remain confident in our in, in, in hope Christ. So, you know, at first I was a little confused because I was like, Oh, so Moses is a servant in God's house. So the earth has to be God's house, right? Mm. Then, you know, I kept thinking back to how that that could be it. But also I feel like we're kind of God's house because the spirit lives inside of us. Mm -hmm. And and it says that our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. So now that got me thinking, Jesus is the builder or, or God is the builder. We're the temple and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, that's a whole different kind of trinity, if you will, itself. But I, that's what I kind of got from it. Like, pretty much Jesus is more important than Moses because Jesus is the builder. But that's kind of what I got from that little, like, segment yeah. there. Yeah. Tell me, tell, what do you think about all that? I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we got to remember it in context. So the reason that the author of Hebrews is writing this is because there were Jewish individuals, the Jewish mm-hmm. Christians, they were debating on or they were thinking about leaving the faith. So why would they leave the faith? Ultimately, because um, the difference between Judaism and Christianity is the Messiah, is Jesus Christ. And so they would be questioning Jesus's deity at this point. And so the author of Hebrews, what they're trying to do is they're trying to point out that Jesus is, of course, God. And they're trying to point out that, look, it's Mm -hmm. very obvious to us that Jesus is more important than Moses. 
And so if you're familiar with the, uh, the Old Testament or if you're familiar with the Judaism at that time, they almost they didn't idolize Moses, but he was definitely a prominent figure, obviously. Yeah. He led the Israelites out of Egypt or the Hebrews. And so um, saying that he is like Jesus, this, this person that – which they can't deny Jesus at this point because they, yeah. if, they, if they hadn't seen Jesus, they definitely heard about him. And so he was definitely a real person. So these individuals that were thinking about leaving the faith, they were probably thinking at this point, okay, well, Jesus is definitely a man, but I, I don't know if he was actually God. So they'd begin to have doubts. Obviously, this would be the work mm-hmm. of Satan. Obviously, when we go back to read Genesis chapter 3, that is how Satan begins to change our minds. He yeah. introduces doubt. And so that's what he did with Adam and Eve, and that's what he does with us. But um, So I, I really I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of the house and Moses. So obviously, uh, the it says that Moses is the servant in the house, and so – Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christ would be the builder of the house. And so I do think you're right in the sense that we are the, awesome. we are the church, that um, we are the, the house itself. Now, if we wouldn't have a house if it wasn't for Christ. And so very true. And Moses wouldn't have had a, uh, a, sh- a shepherd or to flock or sorry, a flock to mm-hmm. shepherd had it not been for God establishing the children of God, the, the Hebrews, the Israelites. And so, of course, because you mentioned how Jesus is God, um, mm-hmm. we're able to make the correlation that Jesus is more important than Moses because he is the one who built the house in and of itself. Yeah. He, he is what enabled the house to be built. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely right. It's awesome. So now this next part, let me just read it real quick. So it says, mm-hmm. see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God but encouraging one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sins deceitful. So mm. to break that down, what I have kind of thought is anger leads to less God. So let me kind of get more in depth that. So when you start to sin, you, you kind of start to feel like, okay, so when I sin, I feel kind of farther from God. I'm like, Oh, I messed up. Like sure, I'm, I'm sure. ashamed. Like I'm ashamed to go to God. And so actually I was just reading this just before this podcast but it says in Proverbs – oh, I just made a TikTok about it. Proverbs 28, <laughs> I think, it says that someone who pretty much conceals their sin will, will not prosper. And I think mm. it kind of goes with this. If we kind of hide our sin, if we kind of hold on to our sin, that's going to harden our hearts. That's going to push us away from God. Yeah, so absolutely. So I think that pretty much what's that, what that's saying is sin and anger and stuff like that is going to turn you from God. Mm. I think that's essentially what that is saying. And then – the next part, number 13, or verse 13, but it says, but encouraging one another daily, as long as it is called today. So every single day, that's why we need fellow Christians. That's why we need fellowship with other Christians, so we can encourage each other. We can grow each other. Like, I'm a firm believer in accountability partners, mm-hmm. and so when we fall into sin, we need to, we need to, we need to obviously repent, and it's good to tell people our sin. Like, it's, we, we don't need to conceal it and kind of just box it all up, because that's not good we need to at least have one accountability partner that we can trust so we can talk to so yeah. we can get encouragement and we can kind of get that weight off of our chest, you know, if mm-hmm. that made sense at all. That's yeah. I think that's what that kind of was talking about there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really neat how the Bible works because like mm-hmm. you and I, we read the same passage, but yet we both got two different biblical truths. Ooh. And so you are definitely right in what you gathered from it. I think that's the Holy Spirit working in you. I love how I, the Holy Spirit does that. Right. And then when I read it, I get something entirely different, but yet still a biblical truth based off of, of course, the passage. So when mm-hmm. I was reading it, um, I really, I was in my mind, I was thinking of uh, the argument can you lose your salvation versus, you know, mm. you can't lose your salvation. And so 
when I read it, um, so a lot of people, but probably the reason I was thinking of this is because I know people who believe that you can lose your salvation quote this, uh, this chapter all the time. And so maybe that's why I was thinking of it in terms like this. But um, so I guess I'll kind of go off on a tangent on this. So when you read this chapter, notice how it does not mention the word salvation or saved or anything along those likes. Instead, what it says is faith. And so, Codus, you and I, we've talked about this many times on the podcast before. Um, nobody can lose their salvation. However, you can waver in faith and choose to not have faith. And so ultimately, it is how you end the race. And so um, what this chapter says here is Hebrews chapter 3. It says in verse uh, 14, it says, remain faithful to the end. And then, mm-hmm. of course, that's how you end up going to heaven. But um, that reminded me when I read that, remain faithful to the end. It reminded me of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, which I'll read. And it says, I, this is Paul speaking. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. So at the end of his life, Paul was saying, look, I've remained faithful. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. And so just like any race, in order to, to win the prize at the end, you have to complete the race, right? And so what God ultimately knows is how we're going to finish the race. And so we've talked in terms of what salvation is and what faith is. And faith, mm-hmm. again, can waver. We see that in Jude. We see that throughout Matthew. We see that all throughout the New Testament, even the Old Testament, how faith can waver. But ultimately, salvation is an event, not a belief. Now, salvation is an event based on a belief, but it's not the salvation is not the belief itself. So um, salvation is a two part event. And so um, the the main course, if you will, the the finish of the or the, the finale of salvation is on Judgment Day or for Christians, if we're saved, it's Redemption Day. And we see that in Ephesians chapter four, verse 30, where it talks about how um, we are sealed for the day of redemption with when we have the Holy Spirit live within us. Mm-hmm. And so we know that when we have the Holy Spirit live within us, we are able, the Holy Spirit then advocates on our behalf to the Father um, on Judgment Day, Redemption Day. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so anyway, so that's the, the big finale. But that, uh, when we choose to believe in Jesus Christ, that is the moment we are then enabled to receive the Holy Spirit. That way we can be sealed for the Redemption Day. So it's a two-part event, and it starts with belief in Jesus Christ. And so when Christians say, oh, okay, well, I'm saved, they're, of course, referring to the, the part in, chronologically speaking, where they choose to believe in Jesus Christ, that he is their Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so technically, nobody, um, and from a human perspective, chronologically speaking, nobody is, quote-unquote, saved until Redemption Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the eyes of God, because he can see past, present, and future, because he's all-knowing, um, and he exists outside of what we call time, um, obviously, yeah. in his eyes, we're we're saved if we're saved. Yeah. So he knows how we're going to end the race. But so what you took is as how you took it. I take it as uh, he's he's going or the the individual who wrote this, whether it's he or she, um, the mm-hmm. book of Hebrews. They're going into faith and how we need to uh, today when you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart because um, when you uh, rem- it says okay, sorry, let me back up a little bit. So a little bit before verse fourteen, I think it was thirteen, but it says remain in faith because if not, we harden our hearts. Yes. And so I, I instantly think of Pharaoh. And so we, we all, we, we instinctively have a choice um, what we want to believe. And so when we choose to believe uh, anti-God or when we choose to believe anti-Jesus, we are ultimately hardening our own hearts. Like we look at people who are atheists or we look at people who are agnostic or people that are uh, Islamic or anybody else that's not Christian in faith, right? Mm-hmm. We look at them and when they hear the name of Jesus, they instantly have a predetermined response. Right. Because of an encounter that they've had in their, their past with the name of Jesus. And so mm-hmm. because of that previous encounter with the name of Jesus, they have already hardened their hearts in the past 
so that when they encounter the name of Jesus again, their heart is yet still hardened. And so it says, remain in faith, if not we harden our hearts. So it says, remain faithful to the end. And then today, when you hear his voice, respond to it. Do not harden your hearts. So mm-hmm. make the choice today because we aren't guaranteed necessarily tomorrow because uh, we just, when we hear God's voice today, we need to receive it with an open heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what I took from it. <laughs> it's so cool how like, like th- that's how the Bible works. Like right. you, you take something different, like, we were talking about this. A, 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 we were talking about this a few podcasts ago. But how every time we read, we always find something new. Yeah. Like even if we read the same thing like fifty times, there's always something new. Absolutely, it is just cool how the Holy Spirit works. Yeah, it really is. Like uh, reading the Prodigal Son. I think that's what we talked mm-hmm. about the other podcast. And like even reading Proverbs. Like I can read one chapter and get something new every single time. Yeah, it's just so chock full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But and like for example, I just made a TikTok about this. But it was a, it was Proverbs 20, I can't remember what it was, but it was something about how like, oh, uh, if you don't put wood in a fire, the fire won't go and then the gossiping won't go. And then, but like, I took it a whole different way. Like I read it and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a little snippet out of this. I made it take, I was like, so I just read this and this is what it said, but I'm going to take my own little spin on it. And instead, instead of the gaslighting the fire thing, I was like, that's just how our relationship should be, you know, with God. Mm. Like if we're not adding fire to that thing, it ain't going to grow. Just yeah. like the gossip. Like, if you ain't going to put mm. fire in the gossip, then it's going to grow. But if you mm. ain't going to put fire in this relationship, this relationship is not going to grow. And yes, bro. Yeah, uh, man, I've been, I was starting to put, put stuff on Facebook. So I saw the, that. the older community can see yeah. my stuff. I love you that. know, because everybody needs Jesus, you know. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, <laughs> dude, you're, you're so right, though, because we need to soak the fire. We need to throw mm-hmm. logs on the fire. And you know what happens? Gasoline like, on the fire. That's right. I love that. But, like, you know what happens when you, you don't uh, give oxygen to the fire, it will die out. You know what yeah. happens when you, when you don't poke and prod the fire when it's at its, uh, down to, like, the, the coals? Mm-hmm. It's not going to reignite. So you've got to put some effort into it. Yeah, some, some, it takes some work. Coals. It, it does. It takes work. It, it absolutely does. Um, I think the, the last thing I had um, regarding what I was talking about a second ago is that mm-hmm. it goes on to talk about, in uh, verse 18 and 19, it says the people who followed Moses, some, or this is my takeaway from it, mm-hmm. but some people who followed Moses didn't go to heaven. Even though they were Israelites, even though they're Hebrews, they didn't go to heaven. Why? Because in verse 19, it says because of their unbelief. Yeah. And so I, I think. I took something different out of that too. Oh, what'd you get? So it, it talked about um, how pretty much, uh, let me just read it. So mm-hmm. today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in rebellion. So how I took this is. Follow your convictions and follow God. So let me explain a little bit. The, the the Israelites, I guess, it says, so who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all the the were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom he was angry for 40 years, was it not with those who sinned, uh, whose bodies perished in the wilderness, and so on? But anyway, the main the what was at least coming to me when I was reading this is they weren't listening to God. And they weren't kind of following orders. So then they kind of, uh, they were, okay, let, let me restart here. So, sure. hmm. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I had it and then I just slipped out my tongue. So, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in rebellion. So, yes, I guess they felt convicted or whatever. And then, I don't know, I, I can't remember where I was going with it. I had it and then now it's all gone. It just all, all slipped good. away. I think that, so obviously this is referring to a specific time and yeah. a specific uh, Hebrews of the Israelites uh, yeah. wandering in the wilderness. And so 
many times, like for example, when Moses went up Mount Sinai and got the Ten Commandments, Moses would come back down and he would see them worshiping like a golden calf and stuff like that. Yeah. And so there are many times in the wilderness where they abandoned God. And sometimes they, it actually even says that they wanted to go back into slavery in Egypt because um, mm-hmm. they would rather be treated poorly than have freedom in Christ or in God. And so what it's saying is it says, I'll, I'll go back and look at the text, but it says, um, and who was it that rebelled against God, even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people that Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So based off of that alone, we can see that God does not like rebellion. We can see that um, mm-hmm. God is going to uh, discipline the individuals that seek rebellion, he's going to give them ultimately what we, what they want. Uh, as we can see in Romans chapter one, it says that God will abandon them to their own beliefs if that's what they want to choose to believe. And so that's what he did with them. And so in verse 19, it says, so we see that because of their unbelief, this is speaking of the Israelites, they were not able to enter his rest. Mm-hmm. And that's referring to heaven. So yeah. what are your thoughts? I'm kind of frustrated because last night I had such a good one to end this and now it's all gone. They have to do something with conviction and, because they felt bad with the conviction, they were like, they didn't listen to it or whatever, and then they just rebelled, and I don't know. I, there was a whole thing there. I just was like, oh, I'll remember it, and so I kind of just briefly wrote down, follow your conviction slash follow God. Yeah, well, I think to the end. I think what we can say about that is a lot of people, especially in today's time, we don't like to feel uh, – or we don't like to be held accountable, and so whenever somebody yeah. calls us out for our wrongdoing, we either choose to reject them or choose mm-hmm. to reject the truth. Um, and so maybe that maybe that's along the lines of what you're talking about. But I can definitely see how these individuals, these Hebrews, Israelites, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. they're both of them at the same time. But anyways, um, I can definitely see how when God would hold them accountable, they would view that as bad. And so they'd be like, you know what? Um, yes. Now you're getting there. Yeah. That's kind of. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And it, just take over if you want to talk about it. But I can pretty definitely much hit see, the nail on the head there. OK. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see how they would be mad at God for that because yeah they 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 or God brought them out of Egypt but into what into the wilderness without shelter without safety for their their kids without the guarantee that is of safety and so I can completely understand why some of them would be mad it was it right to be mad no definitely not and so ultimately now Codus as you were saying you and I we and if you're listening hopefully uh, if you're saved you have the Holy Spirit living within you and so when we feel that conviction it is normal for us to want to reject that at first because we are very prideful individuals. We are fallen people living in a fallen world. And so when we, when we feel that conviction, we want to reject it. We want to be like, no, 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 I'm right. I'm right. And so we don't want to change because ultimately I think we are scared of change inherently. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, when we, when we feel that conviction, obviously, as we can see here, we need to to change that. Uh, We need to listen to that conviction at that is so that we don't abandon God so that we do remain faithful so that we do in the race of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately if we feel the conviction and we choose to disregard it, then we're choosing to follow our own will, thus resulting in us valuing ourselves over God, which does not glorify God, which results in unbelief, uh, mm-hmm. in God. And, and, uh, whenever we have unbelief and we end the race in unbelief, we, uh, we aren't going to go to heaven. So very true. Facts, no printer. <laughs> but yeah, this this chapter, you know, I kind of liked it. At first, yeah. I like 
was like, I can't do it. Like, I was having such a rough day. But then I turned on that worship music, started mm. praying. Dude, it was just like a, like a faucet. I, I love that. <laughs> like a faucet. Yeah. Like the water flowing. Yeah, there yeah. it is. I honestly, I honestly think that this might be my favorite chapter in Hebrew so far. Granted, I know we've only done three, including this one. But, like, <laughs> yeah. um, I do like this chapter a lot. It's so, a pretty good one. Yeah. But uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you're thinking, oh, no, but if I die tonight. Our table. <laughs> it's broken. But if, <laughs> if you're listening to this and honestly, and you're being honest with yourself, and you realize that if you were to die right now, then you would die in unbelief. You'd be like the Israelites that died in unbelief. And so they were not able to enter God's rest. They weren't able to go to heaven. So if you think that you might be in a position where you're in a state of unbelief, then I implore you, not just encourage, I implore you to make the best decision of your life, which Codus is going to walk you through the prayer in just a second. But I implore you to search your heart, to soften your heart and open up your mind to God's word. Open up the, the, your mind to be susceptible or to accept God's word because this word, it's, it's, it's life. It's, it's, it's changing. As you can see in this podcast, we, Codus and I, we, read, we just read the same exact chapter, but yet we gathered two different truths from it. And so I hope that you were able to pull away at least just one nugget, even if it was just one sentence from, from this chapter or something. Just um, no matter what you're going through in life, whether you're 5, 25, or 55, or 95, I don't care. It doesn't matter who's speaking, how old or young they are. We should be able to, to hear, listen to the word of God, and learn something new every time. Because if, if, if this chapter isn't obvious how we can learn something new every time, then I don't know what is. And so if this is you and you feel like you need to, to make a decision because you aren't guaranteed tomorrow, um, I encourage you, I implore you to make that decision now as Codus walks us through this prayer. Yes. So repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, with that being said, guys, I love you. Jared loves you. God loves you. Godspeed.